Please be seated. We no longer believe because of what you told us, woman. The disciples could not believe that Jesus was even talking to a woman. My, how things have changed. I can say this because the rector is out of town. And our prayers and our hearts are full with her and her family. It's been a season of illness in our, in our community and a season of trial. And we are so fortunate to have one another. To have one another together here and live in the living proof that God is good. God is very good. God is very, very good. But God is also serious. Oh, man. The Israelites wandering out of Egypt said they wanted to be free. They sang. We shall be free. We sing their song, Let My People Go. Let my people go. Here in the United States, that song has been sung quite a bit because of slavery that existed long, long after we ought to have known better. And so we sang, Let My People Go. But as the African-American community in our country has discovered, sometimes the hard way, freedom is a responsibility, not just a privilege. So we've sung it. God's freedom was not freedom to go nuts, not freedom to hang out, not freedom to fool around. No. God said that his freedom was so that the people might worship him. That's what God said he was setting them free for. Well, how do we do that? It seems like a daunting and selfish and terrible task until we remember that God is very, very good. There's a wideness in God's mercy. But oh, the trouble God has in convincing those Israelites, in convincing us. Where's our food? Where's our water? Where's our shelter? Where's our stuff? That's what the Israelites said. That's what I often find myself saying. We were better off in Egypt. Seriously? In slavery? No. That's how we fool ourselves. I know a man who's had a lot of trouble with alcohol in his life. He started young and he drank heavily. As the saying goes, he didn't get in trouble every time he drank, but every time he got in trouble, he'd been drinking. But he asked God for help and stopped for quite a long time and did very well, and the broken relationships were mended, 
New relationships were founded. The lost jobs were replaced. New jobs came. But things happened. Things that are tough happened. And he forgot. Just forgot. The storm of life handed him things that he couldn't understand. And so he found himself without sufficient memory of the hardship, without sufficient memory of the wideness of God's mercy and the depths of his own vulnerability, and he picked up a drink. In short order, found himself crashing a car, found himself in a cell, found himself shuffling into a courtroom in striped pajamas and handcuffs and leg shackles, someplace where he didn't feel like he belonged, but there he was, shuffling along. Facing a couple of months in jail, where was God? Well, God was there. God was with the people who he managed to drive around and not injure when he crashed that car. And God was with him, observing, quietly insisting, illuminating the scene so that it could be learned from, and reiterating, I'm yours. I am very, very good. Come unto me. Return to me. A smart fellow named Matthew Bolton recently said, he put it like this, God does set us free, yes. God breaks us free. God orchestrates our freedom. But the freedom is a holistic freedom. Holistic in the sense that it's about the whole the whole of us, the, the whole schmear, the ganz schmigegi, everything. Which means it's not just a freedom from external oppression. It's a freedom from the terrible, terrible feeling of false confidence, of grasping anxiety, freedom from distrust in God. The Israelites in the wilderness, my friend in his prison cell, God promised quietly and insistently to be there and be of help if only they would listen. Do as I say. Do as I say, and you will be able to sing that new, old song again and again. Even if I were in a ravine as dark as death, I will not be afraid of the danger. I may be even subject to the danger, or even destroyed in my worldly person by the danger, but I will not be afraid. God is there, very, 
very good. Because the terrible and terrifying things in our lives, these are the training ground. These are the training ground, the backstory of our life, the living promise that God will be with us if only we would cooperate. And so the life and death and new life of Jesus prove this, that anything can happen, anything can be overcome. And it's important, I think, to note, note that Jesus picks someone beyond the pale to bestow this gift upon. Very rarely in the Gospels does Jesus say anything about, I am God. I am God incarnate or anything like that. But this time he does. He picks someone who's outside the religion, outside the right way to do things, five husbands living with her boyfriend and a woman to talk to. And this is not just ancient history. There's a great story running around about how uh, I was in the country this past week, and the country parish had a habit of when the new pastor arrived, a couple of the elders would take him out fishing for the day, and they'd go out fishing and have a good time, and it was a way of welcoming. Well, they got their first woman pastor, and so they said, well, what are we going to do? I got, we, we have to take him out fishing. That's the, that's the tradition. So old habits die hard. They got out in the middle of the lake, in the boat, and the, the pastor said, oh my goodness, I forgot my fishing rod. So she got up out of the boat, walked across the water, back to the shore, got her fishing pole, and while she was on her way, one of the elders looked at the other one and said, isn't that just like a woman, forget her fishing pole? <laughs> Jesus shows up in the vulnerability, in the margin, in the trouble of our lives and insists, insists that we listen, but we're bidden to listen all the time when things are good, when things are okay. And Jesus will always be with us there So, I don't recommend going to a jail cell. I don't recommend being horribly ill or disconsolate or hurt and broken, but it's bound to happen one way or another to all of us. And Jesus is there for us, whatever we may do. It's up to us to enjoy the gift of his companionship because yes, God is very, very good, but God will never force us to accept this love. God will give us plenty of evidence, more and more evidence, the life of Christ and the life of a new baby. And all we have to do is Open our eyes and look. Pay attention. The word is alive for us. 
Listen. The living water is flowing. Drink up. Amen.